Hi y'all, this is Gianni from the Queen Mindset Podcast, also known as Mama Queen. So today I'm going to be talking about optimism, positive thinking, and why this can totally save your relationship. So as you know, I help women heal from toxic relationships so that they can create happy, healthy love. I take women through a 12-week process where they gain confidence, learn how to communicate, heal from the past, heal from trust issues, create healthy boundaries, and learn how to be happy within a relationship. So now I will get started with my topic of the day, which again is positive thinking, optimism, and how it can save your relationship. So when we think about who an optimist is, we may think, okay, that person's kind of unrealistic. But the truth is that all optimists are doing is they're remaining hopeful and they're choosing to focus on the good rather than focusing on the bad or rather than assuming that they're going to be disappointed in the near future. Optimists remain hopeful and in a relationship, you have to remain hopeful. I mean, remaining hopeful and thinking positively can completely save your relationship. And I'm going to show you exactly how and why optimism is good on a biological level, but also within relationship. So I'm going to begin by suggesting or sharing a scenario. So the scenario I want to share is, let's say that you're going over to your partner's house. And as soon as you get there, it's been a couple days since you've seen each other. Your partner's on the phone and maybe they make eye contact with you, but they don't really acknowledge you and they're on the phone for 20 minutes, you don't know who they're talking to, you don't know what's going on in their life, you're just there. Now, some people may take offense to this. They may say, okay, we had plans. Why weren't you prepared for those plans? Or, hey, you know, when you made me wait 20 minutes without even telling me what you were doing, that kind of hurt me and made me feel like you didn't care about the impact on me. Or, wow, like, this is inconsiderate. I would have come an hour later if I knew you were going to do this. Whatever. Like, this scenario of being unacknowledged for the first 20 minutes of seeing your partner could really hurt you. Could make you feel unappreciated or unwanted. Or, it doesn't have to. You could believe the best in this person and assume that this person, no matter what the circumstances are, cares about how you feel, wants you to feel good, and you know, that this person ultimately is doing what's best for them and choosing to be supportive and be happy for them and find a way to continue supporting them while they're going through whatever they're going through, even though you don't even know what they're going through. And that's the difference. We tend to put our own struggles on our partner and expect them to help us and guide us through everything that's challenging for us And at the same time, we can be really insensitive and really unsupportive. So in this scenario, you don't have all the facts, but you could react negatively. Um, You can react in an unsupportive way. You can make this person who's maybe already going through something difficult, make it even more difficult for them, giving them another problem, which is you being unhappy on top of what they're going through. Or you can do nothing. And so being an optimist in this scenario could save you from an argument or not just save you from an argument, but bring you closer to your partner 
make you more reliable to your partner and relieve some stress that your partner may be going through. I life coach people every single day and I know how common it is to take your partner for granted, be sensitive, take things personally that ultimately mean nothing. So in dialectical behavioral therapy, there's this technique called checking the facts. And what that means is whenever you feel emotional, you pause and you look around and you start listing facts. Where are you? What's really happening? And you'll notice that the the why behind what's happening, you almost always have a why. But you don't have the facts that prove that why. You may deeply feel like something is true and it's not. And so I actually thought I was doing checking the facts once, but until I went over it with my therapist, I realized I wasn't properly checking the facts because I had a story attached to these facts, right? So I'm going to share a personal experience on how I wasn't checking the facts and how I learned to check the facts. So one of my ex-partners and I, we were going through a period where we weren't actually sleeping with each other, weren't being intimate with each other. And both of us were wondering why and and kind of going crazy and, you know, coming up with all these random assumptions for why that may be. For me personally, I thought that maybe he wasn't attracted to me anymore. Maybe he was attracted to someone else. So I had no facts to prove that. And now being the person that I am today, I understand that when two people are going through mental health issues, their testosterone, libido actually decreases so it's harder to be sexually aroused when you're having mental health issues and not having as much serotonin and drive and it's also hard for your partner if they're ever going through something like grief or something in their life just be be aware of that and try not to take that personally because it truly isn't about you it's their biology so one time we were out shopping for something while we were going through this hard time And there was just a beautiful, gorgeous girl in the same department store that we were in. And I went to find something and I came down the aisle and I saw him looking at this girl and I got so offended. I was like convinced that he was just more attracted to other women than me. And maybe he just wanted to be with her. My brain was just like going crazy and being so upset about this. And so I told my therapist about this and she was like, are you certain that he was looking at her? And I was like, yes. And she was like, so what do you think? Why was he doing it? Because she's beautiful. And he told me that she actually just walked towards him behind him too fast. And like, that's why he like turned around and looked at her. Like they never talked or anything, but he just happened to look at her or who knows and the therapist is like you have no way of proving that he's looking at her if she's attractive and you think she's attractive cool but you don't know what he was thinking what he was feeling or why he was looking at her but you had this huge emotional response to it and yeah the truth is I will literally never know what actually happened that day but I'll know that what caused me pain is what I made it mean and what I made it mean about myself, and what I made it mean about the relationship I was in. And the real thing that I should have been looking at was not whether or not he looked at her, but what is, what is it within myself 
that makes me feel that I'm not as pretty as her or that she is more attractive than me in this moment? And what am I not doing to make myself feel attractive? And also, why do I feel so disconnected from my partner that I don't trust them? And so when we think positive and we remain hopeful and we believe that our partners are doing the best and looking out for us, like in this scenario, I could have just done nothing. So think about little areas of your life where you punish your partner for just being human, looking at an attractive person, texting someone back, following someone online, when it really doesn't mean that much. I cannot stress this enough, but as somebody who works with couples every single day, the number one reason why people break up is ultimately because they doubt each other. And that doubt doesn't just appear one day and cause a breakup. It is built over time. And so every time you decide to doubt your partner and doubt their intentions and see the worst in them and believe that they can't do better, not only are you hurting yourself and you're hurting the relationship, but you're hurting them. And if you're outwardly showing this doubt and this lack of trust, then they're going to begin to resent you or they're going to begin to internalize it and feel terrible about themselves. And that'll spiral them into some sort of, you know, mental health issue and That's not going to help your relationship. The only way for two people to be happy together is if you have two happy people. And how are you going to be happy if your partner is doubting you all the time, doesn't have confidence in you? And how is your partner going to be happy if you're constantly getting upset over things they can't control or over things that they're not even trying to do to hurt you? You can't have a happy relationship by assuming the worst about somebody and not trusting that things can get better because you guys are in a partnership. And I'm speaking about romantic relationships, but this also can apply in friendships. Now, I began this podcast by talking about optimism, but I argue that optimism is an essential component to trust. If you really, really love someone, believe in them. Trust them, even when it's hard. Put your own feelings and worries and doubts aside. Not forever, but just for the time being. To show them love. And watch how your relationships change when you operate from a place of, they care about me. Even when they're not showing me that they care about me, they care about me. They have me. And we'll get through this. And I'm committed to them. As they are. At their best and at their worst. Now I say this and I'm not suggesting to let someone treat you like crap for a long period of time. Not at all. I'm just saying don't waste a whole day being upset at someone for something that they didn't even mean to do because those days add up and can lead to a breakup or just lead to both of you being miserable. And relationships are supposed to be supportive, not destructive. The biggest mistake you can make in your relationship outside of abuse is doubting your partner. I don't think infidelity would exist 
in a relationship where two people trust and believe in each other and their ability to make each other happy. Think about how little people would lie to each other if they believed that their partner could handle the truth or that they believed that their partner could accept them. No matter what, the world would just be a happier, easier place if there were more happy relationships. And the only way two people can be happy together is if they trust each other, they love each other, they honor each other, they see the best in one another. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Gianni, also known as Mama Queen. Please get in touch with me in a DM if you need help with your relationship, if you're struggling to overcome trust issues, codependency, need help setting boundaries. I can help with all of that and I'd be happy to do it. Please take a look into our free community, the Queen Mindset Book Club. This is for women who want to evolve and become the best version of themselves. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a beautiful week.